Welcome, everybody, to the Vintage Christian Truth Podcast, where we share real truth for real people to have real life in Jesus. And I'm I'm Pastor Sam Davis, and I'm so glad here to uh, be here with you on our podcast for Season 1, Episode 1. And I've got a good friend of mine who loves the Lord, and he's also a, a pastor at Fairview Baptist Church. And uh, him and I are going to be on these podcasts. We're going to do episodes that are going to deal with, you know, real life issues, maybe questions you have regarding God, theology, the Bible, um, and just trying to get down to the nitty gritty of a lot of different things, maybe real life issues that, that you may be facing as you're trying to walk faithfully with Jesus. And we hope to further equip and encourage you to glorify God more effectively in your everyday life. So, uh, Pastor Brian, how are you doing tonight? And I'm doing well. I'm excited for this. Um, we've been talking about doing something like this for so long, and and uh, I'm excited to have an opportunity to do it and a platform to do it with. So I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to spending a little time tonight talking about the church and and uh, and and you know what its what its primary functions are and and uh, you know how each of us play such an important role. With, I mean, I'm a pastor. You're a pastor. The church is important to both of us, and uh, and so any opportunity we get to uh, to to point out its value and and uh, and how God intends for us to uh, to be a part and and to use our gifts and that sort of thing, then I, I think I think the more often we can do that, the better. And so, uh, so yeah, man, I'm just I'm just excited to 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 do this with you and and uh, have an opportunity to to share our hearts with people. Yes, I totally agree with you, man. And, uh, and you know, Brian, well, when I think about the church and we think about, you know, what is the church and why the church of the church of Jesus Christ is so important, you know, it's almost like the very first thing that probably our listeners and, and even myself, I know as a, as a new believer, you know, when people start talking about, you know, what is the church, you know, it's to me, it's almost a good place to start trying to kind of correctly define when we talk about the church. How exactly would you define to to maybe the average person, you know, what is a Christian church? You know, what is it? Well, I think uh, I think at, at the very, you know, nitty gritty down to the, you know, the the very foundation of it. I think you can say that a biblical definition of the church would be uh, the, the people for whom Christ came and died. Or, or you could say you could say that the church is the, the people who are saved through the sacrifice of Jesus, that, that, that not everyone, not every person walking around is a part of the church. Um, you know, not even every person who shows up on a, on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night, Wednesday night, not every person who is on the roll at the church, like that doesn't make you a part of the church. When we talk about what is the church, uh, the church is the people for whom Jesus came and died. And it is the ones who have been saved by his sacrifice. Well said. No, you know, I completely agree with you because I, I think you bring up a really good distinction because to me, and what our listeners may not understand is there is a there's a vast difference between the outward visible church and the true inward spiritual church, 
Right. Um, and if and if people are listening, saying what in the world does that mean? You know, basically that just means that precisely what you said, because just because you may be a member of a church or you may go to a local church, whatever denomination it may be, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a part of the real invisible spiritual body of Christ. It, it, you know, it's um, and I think sometimes the way we do modern evangelism and the way that we you know, have people come up, raise their hands, say a prayer. They may or may not be baptized. And then we just kind of say, hey, you're part of the church. But, you know, that may make them a part of an outward visible congregation. But but we want to try to make sure that, that our listeners and, and everybody that we can is not just kind of in some type of an outward club. But it's very important to recognize that being a being a part of the real church means that you really know and love Jesus as your God and Savior and that you are indwelt by the Holy Spirit and you are born again, um, that you have yielded to Christ as your Redeemer and your Savior, but also your God and your King. And if you have repented and trusted Christ and you've been born again by His Holy Spirit, then that would make you a member of the true body of Christ. Now, would you agree with that? Or I would, and, and, you, uh, and you brought up an important uh you know, Sam said uh, you're a part of the visible church. I think he referenced the invisible church as well. That's not a. I think it's important to point out that's not a. That's not a distinction that's original to us. <laughs> that uh, that those terms are uh, they they've been used by some of the giants of our faith and 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 essentially what they what they what that means or what that what that represents is. Uh, there is a visible church. Um, they are they are visible in that you can ride past uh, several several buildings, thousands, millions of buildings uh, on any given Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night, and you can see you know people getting out and uh, going inside most of the time in their Sunday best, and their uh, or sometimes it's not. I say I say most of the time. Uh, there's a lot of churches that are. Uh, or come as you are, come casual, uh, relax. And, and I'm not mad at that. That's all cool. Um, but, but, uh, but you can ride past and see, you can see, uh, you can see the visible church. You can see people, you can see buildings, you can see, uh, you can see, uh, records that, that demonstrate that those people meet together often, that they give money, that they participate in events. The invisible church, uh, is, is that, is the church that God knows and sees, uh, it's it's the church that God is is gathering to Himself. John ten, uh, Jesus is talking about His sheep, and He says there are, there are some of my sheep who have not been brought into the fold yet, but I'm going to go get them. And and those sheep have been uh, have been being drawn in uh, throughout the entire you know uh, post Jesus church age, if you will. Um, which I say that, that, that began in the old Testament, but you know, what we can see today and what's commonly known as the church has been being gathered for, for, uh, you know, hundreds and a couple thousand years. And, and, uh, and, and that is the, when we talk about invisible church, that's the people that God sees as his church. Um, not, not, doesn't mean that your name is on a roll. So you're a part of the invisible church, the invisible church are those whom, whom God knows and, and ultimately who God's, um, who God's uh, redemption salvation is is going to settle on? No, that's um, so that, that's a. I'm no, glad that's you a good that point because I, 
I think, you know, as far as the listeners go, if you're listening to this, when we talk about the church or what is a church, I, I think what, I think what each of us is, is saying is that the church is the group of men and women throughout the world that have been called out by God through the Holy Spirit and have been given spiritual life and they have been born again and they have repented and trusted Christ and have yielded their lives to him. And that makes you part of the body of Christ, part of the church. And I might would even take it a step further and say that if you are part of God's invisible spiritual body, um, the universal church, then you will also, um, when we talk about a church, I think you could also say that, that a church is not just, is, is that, but is also, um, not just not just universal, but it's, it's a group of people that gather on the Lord's day and they submit to God's authoritative word and they teach and preach the whole counsel of God and they rightly administer the, the sacraments of communion and baptism and they lovingly hold each other accountable to walk in a way that's worthy of the Lord Jesus. And so um, that is something that, that true Christians who are able to should be actively doing those things um, if they're truly a part of the invisible spiritual church and they're born again, they'll be, you know, following Christ's command to be baptized, to partake of Holy Communion, to sit under teaching and preaching from local shepherds and pastors that can watch over them and help care for them and their families and their souls. Um, but what we also have to be careful of, like, like you have brought up as well, um, just because you go to a church, just like going to McDonald's, you can go to McDonald's every Sunday for two hours and that doesn't make you a cheeseburger. So, I mean, yeah, right, you know, right. you, there is a distinction between the outward visible and the invisible. But if you're a part of that invisible spiritual body of Christ that encompasses, I would say, encompasses all believers around the world and all true believers in Jesus, um, if you're a part of that invisible church, you're also going to be a part of, if you're, if it's, you know, if you're able to, um, a local body of believers that are following, you know, Christ's commands and his teachings for us to gather and to, to, to contribute to the needs of the saints and to build each other up, right. you know, and do the, the sacraments and the preaching of the word and so on. And so that, so if you're a part of the invisible then you'll that should show up visibly in your daily life by your commitments and your time and talents and treasures will be used to glorify Christ through the visible church but there are some people that are in the visible church that are that may be going through some of the religious motions but don't really know Christ you know how, what, what would you think about that oh yeah well yeah i agree i mean if somebody's listening to this and they say well well, how do I know if I'm a part of the invisible church? Well, I would say get your Bible out. Go to go to Titus three. Titus three talks about uh, this this act of of regeneration that God has has brought you know has caused a dead soul to come to life has uh, you know has has breathed life into an otherwise spiritually dead Amen. person. Uh, Ephesians Ephesians two. Go look at that. You'll see again same same action, but you know a little different verbiage that that might click. Uh, that we were dead in trespasses and sins, but God has made us alive together in Jesus Christ. Um, you know, go go look at uh, go look at Romans three twenty one through twenty six and see you know how how God purchased these things and the sacrifice of His Son Jesus. And so, 
you know, you go, you go to the word, you see a little bit of, you know, what's going on in the, in the salvation of, of a sinner. Um, and if those things have taken place in your life, go, go to second Corinthians chapter four, uh, you know, second Corinthians three and four paint this really beautiful picture of, of a person who is dead in sin. Um, but, but it uses the, it uses blindness instead of dead that we're spiritually blind and there's a veil over our eyes and, and, you know, but it's God who causes that veil to be removed or light shine through that veil. And chapter four, I think around verse four describes that light as the light of the gospel in the face of Jesus Christ. So, so, so you look at those passages and if those things have happened in you, then, then because of the work of God, you're a part of the invisible church. You're, you're one of his people. You've been Amen. redeemed. Now, now, if you're a part of the invisible church, then you absolutely 100% should be involved or in a part of the visible Amen. church. That, that if we're, and Jesus told his disciples, if you love me, then keep my commandments. That's right. Well, well, there's, there's several commandments in scripture. And, and uh, you know, it would be a tall task to, to go memorize them all and, 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 and perfectly keep them all. It's a big ask. Uh, but, but Hey, let's start with the easy ones. Like, like there are some of them that are pretty simple. Uh, don't murder. Well, I, you know, I don't get up every day itching to, to go, you know, to go, uh, to go kill somebody. Uh, you know, don't, uh, don't commit adultery. I, I love my wife. It's pretty easy for me, for me to not, you know, commit adultery because I love my wife. Um, and, and one of those commands is, is found in Hebrews 10. And, and all the motivation you need to keep this command is also found in Hebrews 10 because it begins with the salvation of a sinner, how, how the old sacrificial system was, was powerless to, to truly atone for the sin of humanity. Like it was never going to work. You can't be a sinner today and go outside and, and find somebody's cow and cut its throat and throw some blood somewhere and you're, all of a sudden you're good. Um, you know, it, it, it paints this picture that says that old sacrificial system, uh, it, it, it was never going to work. And, and uh, you know, eventually it was going to be scrapped. And, and the Old Testament paints that picture, too. It says that, that uh, you know, this, this first one is there, but it's there as a type of the second one that is to come. And that second one was the Messiah. And, and, it, and Hebrews 10 kind of follows that narrative. And it, and it points out that while the first one couldn't atone for sin, the second one, is absolutely perfect and is the only thing that can atone for sin. And then by the time, and it, it paints that picture pretty thoroughly. And by the time you make it to 19, it, it uses, a, it uses a word therefore. So, so in other words, because all this is true, you need to do this. And one of those things that it mentions is to, uh, is to provoke one another towards love and good works and not the assembly, you know, not fail assembling together as, as some have, but, but come together often to encourage one another towards love and good works and do that even more as we see the day approaching. And I, man, I don't know about you, but I've gotten a pile of those, uh, you know, COVID-19, is this the end of the world question? Like, like, I mean, you know, all this, man, any day, you know, any day the skies may part and, or, or, or the seas might drop. Like, like you just never know what's, you know, what's around the next bend. And, and, uh, well, if, if we really think that way, if you think that the world's going to end soon, then uh, then you don't need to be in church less. Uh, you, you know, you need to be a part of that visible church uh, and, and not just a part, but an active part, a participating part. And uh, and that's uh, that's I think that's kind of what Jesus was 
was driving at when he said, uh, you know, when he when he told the people to to go and make disciples of all nations, because, hey, we, we should be coming together often. We should be not only should we be coming together often, but we should be coming together often and pushing one another outward to uh, to do good works, to share the gospel so that our 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 base might grow and grow and grow until the day that the Lord returns. So. um so yeah, I, I think uh, if you're a part of the invisible church, then then my prayer would be that you have a. I mean, it's not like I, I don't go to church begrudgingly on Sunday morning. Yep. Like I, I don't I don't drag my behind out of bed and gotta go look these people in the face again. Like it's not it ain't like that. I genuinely love those people, but I know that I know that I love those people because God has given me a love for those people. First John says, if you love God and you say, or you say you love God and you don't love the brethren or the, the family of God, uh, then you're a liar. You don't love God. <laughs> yeah. The love of God is not in you. So, um, so yeah, if you're a part of the invisible church, you most definitely should be a part of the visible church. And I don't even know if that answers the question you gave because I don't forgot it. I don't talk. So no, much. no, that was well. Uh, does no. that does that get close to what your question? No, was? man, that was good. You know, when you were saying that, I was sitting there thinking about how we have a lot of people, and I don't mean this. I mean in a disrespectful way, but this this podcast is going to be about real truth and real people. So. There are many what I would call Facebook Christians, um, and I know we've had to do. I know we've had to do live stream and YouTube, and we have a, you know, the YouTube channels and 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 Vintage Christian Truth has one, and and your church has a website and has great content on it. At Fairview Baptist Church and in uh, Sampson, Alabama, and just check that out. I mean, a lo- lot of great resources. Desiring God, grace to you. I mean, it could go on, but. God's intention for us is if we're able to, um, his intention is for us to assemble together as God's people, you know, as, and and I think about watching Alabama football on TV and I know, I know me and you, yeah, we love Alabama football and no offense to the LSU fans. Y'all got it one time and and that's good. (laughs) We got to spread the love around a little bit, but I'm tickled for him. But, but what I can't figure out is, I like watching it on TV, but a buddy of mine got us tickets last year and we got to go see the Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa. And I'm telling you that that atmosphere and the excitement and just the energy that I got off of people and that I could give them. And it's it's almost like just an out of this an out of this world experience, whether it be NFL, college or whatever. If you've been to a stadium, your home teams play and you know what it's like. So. My thing is, would I rather watch an Alabama football game on TV, or would would I rather be live in the stadium as it's happening? And I just, I just kind of view church like that. I know that may be a lame analogy, but I think I would much rather be with my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord as we're lifting up the name of Jesus through praise and worship, through hymns. I, I love to be there as we pray for one another. We may lay hands on one another to pray. Um, to hear the word of God preached live by a pastor who, you know, knows me and cares for me and a group of, of, of elders and shepherds that can be there to counsel me and help correct me and, and guide me. And, you know, to me, that is just a much more fulfilling experience than simply watching a sermon on Facebook or posting Christian clip art that many times is out of context and then somehow telling ourselves, well, I don't actively go to church, but I'm watching this or I'm doing this. I mean, do you think that's a fair substitute or, I mean, do you think I'm going wrong on this or what do you? 
Well, I mean, there's a, like I, I this whole COVID thing has put us all, yep. you know, Hey, Hey guys, there is no book on this. Like, like there is no, uh, you know, when I was, when I was picking out, you know, registering for classes at Bible college, I don't remember <laughs> the first class offered that said how to deal with pandemics. Like, like there was, there was nothing out there. Um, and I, you know, during the, like, I didn't want to, I just full transparency yep. when it came time to, to close the, you know, close the church doors. I didn't want to, uh, I, I was really, I was really put off by the idea of us, of us not meeting. Um, but, uh, so we did, you know, we did the Facebook live thing and, and we have a, a church website, fairviewbaptistal.com. And, and, you know, I put sermon content on there and, and, uh, you know, we got, we did the YouTube thing too. And, and we, we tried to get, you know, to get resources out there as, you know, as widely as we can for anybody that, you know, that, uh, that, that wants it. But I'll just be honest with you, man. I, I get tired <laughs> of, I got tired very quickly of talking to a darn camera every week. And, and, and I think, I, I think the, the bottom line of it is, man, when I'm at, when I'm at church, like we laugh a lot. Like our, our church, just if you're listening to this and you're looking for a church home and you're in the Samson area, or if you're in the Abbeville area and you're looking for a real, real serious church, like, you know, very liturgical and there's times that you do this and times you do this and times you do this and everything is very, very structured. I don't know that mine or Sam's church is the place for you. <laughs> like, we, oh, yeah. like we would love to have you, but at the same time, you got to loosen up a little bit because we laugh a lot. We have a, we have a good time. We, uh, you know, we joke, we laugh at each other. Like we poke fun. Like, I mean, we just have a, it really is like a family reunion every time we get together at the church house. And, and, and I'm encouraged. I'm challenged. We've got, there's a, a family I mean, there's several families in our church that challenged me, but, but, uh, but just, just coming with one off the top of my head, um, you know, I've got, there's a family at our church that, uh, that, that I know particularly if I'm not on my P's and Q's, if, if I don't, you know, if I don't nail this sermon, if I, if I don't nail this Bible study moment, if I don't nail this teaching topic, if, if I don't nail it, they're probably going to, they're probably going to be waiting for me at the back of the church with their Bible in hand open, like bookmarked or a finger stuck in it and saying, Hey brother, uh, let, let me ask you this. And what about this? And what about, so I, I know that I've got to be now they do it in love with a smile on their face. And, and, you know, if it happened too much, I know they, I know they might take me outside or they might find another preacher, but, but, uh, but I mean, they, they lovingly, lovingly challenged me. Um, fortunately I haven't been challenged to the degree of you're wrong yet, but I, but I have been challenged. Hey, did you see this or did you see that? Or, or what about this over here? And, and, uh, you know, you could have, you could have grabbed this and you could have did this. And, and I can't have that without the church family there. There's, there's another, uh, and she is such a sweet soul. Um, uh, she's an older lady and she, even though we've opened back up, she hasn't rejoined us yet. And I, and I'm not mad about that at all because I, God forbid if she was to get sick, I would, I would be so upset, but, um, but she, she makes it very, very known that if me and my family aren't at her house, at least one Sunday a month after church to eat lunch with, with her and her huge humongous <laughs> family, 
then she's gonna she's gonna tap her foot at me a little bit. Ask me why I hadn't been to her house. And and you know we can't get that. I mean, guys, if you're listening to this and you you claim to be a Christian but you're not involved in the church, man, you are missing oh, out yeah. on so much. And I know there's I know there's hypocrites there, but one more ain't gonna hurt. Like like we we have all. If if you're listening to this with a holier thou attitude, thinking, "Well, I don't, I don't yeah. sin, so I'm not going to church with a bunch of sinners," brother, we, we need to help you uh, because it, that's that yeah. is far from the truth. Um, but but we have a we have a wonderful time together, and I'm encouraged, I'm challenged, I'm provoked to love and the good works. Um, if I miss an opportunity to to uh, to share love and, and and do good works, then somebody might call me on it. I know I know that for a fact. And, uh, and man, if, if you're, uh, if you're missing that, then, then you're missing a tremendous blessing and you're missing a tremendous opportunity for personal growth. And, uh, and you, you're not being obedient because I can take you to a few places in, in the Bible. Oh, no, I agree with you. That God That's well you to be involved in a local church. So. Uh, so yeah, I, I think they're hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's well said, you know, and that's what I, you know, and some people who may be listening to this, you know, we, we call this the yeah, vintage Christian truth podcast, you know, and, and you think about it being vintage Christian truth, you know, because some of the things that we're talking about may sound new to many, many people when you're talking about the visible church versus the invisible, but that's something back in the 1500s with Martin Luther that, they were trying to clarify battling some of the false teachings of the Roman Catholic church at that time where they were just kind of teaching, well, if you partake of the sacrament and you basically uh, are affirmed by the local priest and you're a member of the church and you're kind of given a spot in heaven. Um, but like we said, that's not always the case. You know, being a part of God's church is being born again by his spirit uh, being given life by God, repenting and trusting Christ, and then you're a part of his uh, invisible spiritual body. But then at the same time, if you're if you're indwelt by the Holy Spirit and you love the Lord and you love others as we will naturally begin to do as the Spirit works within us, uh, you'll then make that commitment and that sacrifice to be a part of a local Christian church that, you know, that preaches the Word of God and that that uh, administers the sacraments and holds each other accountable and helps us to, like you were saying, I mean, I kind of think about it like everybody has blind spots um, and I can't see some of my blind spots. So being in Christian community, um, having my fellow elders and my deacons and and other members and all those members like at your church that, that lovingly reprove you and, and as iron sharpens iron. So one man improves another and you can't get that through Facebook church. And, and I understand if, if your job or your, your health is in a situation where you just cannot attend and, and you're doing the best you can with, with the hand that you've been dealt, so to speak, that, you know, God understands that completely. But for us who are able to get up and, and to get around, um, if we don't love the Lord and we don't love his people enough to, to be actively involved in a church and not just coming, but serving and using our spiritual and natural gifts to, to build up others closer to the Lord and to further evangelize, you know, the lost, um, you know, if we're not doing those things, um, you know, we may want to reexamine our faith and see, do we really believe and understand the gospel that while we were sinners, Christ left the comforts and paradise of heaven 
and humbled himself and became a man born in the Virgin Mary, fully human, uh, fully divine, God taking on human flesh and living for us in obedience to the Father and dying as a substitutionary sacrifice for our sins in our place on the cross under the wrath of God, bearing that curse that should have been on us and and how he was physically resurrected. And he did all that to purchase us and to redeem us from death and sin and hell and Satan and give us life eternal with him. And so if we really understand that, we should love others the way he loves us. And that would mean being actively involved or part of it would mean being actively involved uh, joyfully and sacrificially serving and giving all for the glory of Jesus Christ. And, um, and so if you're part of his invisible church, to me, like we've been discussing, you will definitely be a part of the outward visible church if you're able. Um, but if you just go to church out of duty and it's, you know, something that you really don't like to do, but you feel like you got to check off your religious boxes to, you know, to make sure you're still going to heaven, you know, if that's your motivation, you may be a part of an outward church, but you're really not a part of the body of Christ. I mean, so uh, I think that's some really, uh, really right. good point. And just thank each and every one of you for taking time to listen to the Vintage Christian Truth podcast. This is season one, episode one, the first one we've ever attempted. And we pray that God will bless you and encourage you through his Holy Spirit, working through his truth. And that if you're a part of the invisible spiritual body of Christ and you love and know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we just exhort you to be a part of a local Christian church and to get plugged in. And we know God will bless you for your obedience and faithfulness to him. So thank you again for listening to our podcast. Uh, We did maybe have a few glitches along the way, but I appreciate you giving us some grace and we're going to continue to forge ahead. And as we get feedback and from you guys on maybe what future episodes you would like to listen to, you can email those ideas to Pastor Sam Davis at yahoo.com. Pastor Sam Davis at yahoo.com. Let us know any questions or comments or encouraging words. Uh, and that would be greatly appreciated. So thank you guys again for tuning in to the Vintage Christian Truth Podcast with Pastor Sam and Pastor Brian. May God richly bless and keep each one of you and your families.